Kingdom of Art community, what's going on? As you already know, we are a week into the book launch, the mission of multifamily and missionaries journey towards financial freedom through apartment investing. We already have hundreds of downloads. Uh, I have loved the reviews. Thank you for your feedback, emails, LinkedIn comments, and just what you're experiencing and getting out of this book. If you have not gotten this, head to missionofmultifamily.com to grab your free copy today so that you can get that and all the resources and even your chance to win a hundred dollar amazon gift card a free mission of multi-family t-shirt i want to make sure you have access to all that this book really is my journey from being a full-time missionary to being a full-time real estate entrepreneur and on my way towards financial freedom and how anyone also can get started in real estate regardless of your financial background regardless of your financial education no matter where you are uh, you can get started in this, and maybe you're well advanced in your career, and you want to start investing in real estate, but don't know how. I want to show you exactly how I can help you as well through apartment syndication. So no matter where you are in your journey, no matter where you are as an entrepreneur, business owner, business leader, uh, there is definitely, definitely, definitely something in this book for you as well. I talk about mindset and overcoming uh, mindset barriers. I talk about uh, just the financial baggage I had as a, you know, as a Christian, as a pastor, and just the new money mindset that I had to form to really get to where I am today. I know that is going to help so many as well. So head to missionofmultifamily.com today to grab your free copy. Can't wait. Thank you so much for your support. Cheers. Welcome everyone to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. This is your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind. And this is the podcast to help you as a kingdom business leader really consider and think about how to advance God's kingdom, both through your life and your business. And today, I always say this because it's so true, man. I have a fantastic guest, a, a, a friend uh, of mine, someone who I really respect in the commercial real estate industry, someone who is on fire for the Lord and is just crushing it in business. And so really excited to talk today about his story and how he went um, and has really 10x a couple different businesses, um, but he was in the corporate world and now has over 800 doors in the multifamily space, uh, 20 years of corporate and entrepreneurial experience. Um, and maybe more impressively, he's been married for 12 years with two kids. My friend, my man, Abel Pacheco. What's up, brother? Hey, Ellis. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I've been uh, excited ever since the first time I heard one of your podcasts. I, I told my wife, I was like, ah, that would be amazing to be on that. And uh, you're in a little, a little less than a year and I'm, I'm like on it. So it's, uh, it's a little unreal and congratulations and for all of your success. Thank you also, before we get started, for taking the time to give back. Uh, I know that it's, it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy to put on a podcast like this to help your, your network learn more about what we're doing, both Christ and, and you know, entrepreneurship, and, and uh, it's amazing. So he's going to bless you, man. I think I told you that the first time we talked, and he's going to continue to bless you. So Yeah, man, it's been so fun ro rocking with you. So Abel is, is um, part of a, a private mastermind that we have, and it's just been fun, man, to watch your journey and see you grow. And, um, you know, you're all over social media now. It's like, it's kind of fun, yeah. man. We're really growing together. I'm, I'm excited about this episode 
because similar, you know, we have similar passions. Our, our, our businesses are very similar in that we're really building a real estate business to serve passive investors. And I don't think we've, we've spoken a lot on this show about, you know, passive investing and, and even how that can help folks really begin to live into their kingdom purposes and what God has called them to. And I know that's your passion, man, uh, to really help people live into that more fully. And, um, and just even your journey of taking a risk on yourself, right. And leaving that, that corporate job and, and really building this business and the success you've had in there, man. So, so, so much for us to get into. I think if anyone is listening to the show and you, you know, you're trying to grow your business or you want to become a better investor, this show is going to be really, really awesome for you today. So excited to get into Abel's story. Uh, but man, before we do that, let me just pray for us and then we'll jump in. God, we are so grateful for this time, so thankful for Abel and, and just our friendship and what I'm learning from him and just even the way him and his business, the way that he loves his family and his kids are really reflective, Christ, of you um, and the way that you love us and the way that um, you're serious about growing your kingdom. And I pray that we might be able to learn um, and pull and glean truths from Abel in a story today that might cause us to be um, more devoted kingdom capitalists, um, more intimate followers of you, Jesus. I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Dude, so let's get in, man. So enough of me talking. Who, let's talk about Abel for a sec. So tell us a little bit about your story, man. I mean, let's actually start here. Five talents. Explain to us what is your your company right now, and then we're going to backtrack a little bit and kind of get the beginnings. Yeah, sounds great. So today I'm a principal and president of Five Talents. Uh, it's the number five, Talents CRE. And uh, the business itself, what we do is we acquire uh, commercial real estate investment properties and we help other investors, usually uh, high W-2 earners, uh, potentially business owners, high net worth individuals, somebody that's looking to uh, do the right things with their dollars, their money, their hard-earned capital, but they're a little wary of the stock market, of Wall Street, and we help those investors find great assets, and we help them invest so they can uh, invest passively with little or no time, without having to manage properties, without having to to worry about tenants, toilets, or termites in a building and earn a good return and then reduce their taxable income. And so that's what we've been helping investors do. Uh, we started uh, you know, a little under a, a couple of years ago. I've been in commercial real estate for uh, under two and we've been able to acquire uh, now five, uh, four properties, working on a fifth, but four properties, about 865 doors. Uh, I tallied it up yesterday and I, I couldn't believe that I'm invested in $93 million worth of CRE today, commercial real estate. And, you know, it's just been an amazing journey and an amazing run. So we've been helping other investors, usually like-minded people that, you know, have similar goals. Uh, it's to us and uh, that's what we do. So uh, we, we look for those and primarily it's multifamily uh, at, at this point, and you know, it's a good stable asset. People, you know, can understand it's a basic need that we're investing in. And we buy multifamily, we turn an asset, sometimes an underperforming one, to into a better one. It creates equity, 
in the property. It creates cash flow and our investors, they reap the benefits of both of those things and, uh, and then tax benefits along the way. So that's what Five Talents Commercial Real Estate uh, does today. Five years ago, Abel, would you have ever thought it was possible to own almost $100 million or be managing $100 million in real estate? Was that, was that even on, you know, did you even think that was even, you know, something that you could accomplish? Did, did you have the knowledge or skills to be able to do that five years ago? No, I, I didn't. I didn't ever believe that uh, at that point that I could accomplish what it, what it, what I have done today. Yeah. And you know, a lot of that is the Lord. Uh, so we'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you more about that as well, but you know, just to, to, to make this a point, right. You said assets under management and as a, I am also a passive investor. So about half of that, I, I don't manage, I don't have to, you know, even look at numbers, financials, accounting, I'm an investor uh, in my own deals and I'm an investor first. And so, you know, half of it, I, I just know the checks are coming in and my equity is growing and my tax benefits are there. And the other half, I'm, I'm an active and our general partner in, and, you know, for those that know the world, hey, you know, I'm passive and active half and half. For those that don't know the world, uh, you know, feel free, I, I, you know, reach out to me. I'm happy to help you understand well, let's, the difference. I, I do. I, I want to jump in there and then I want to jump, talk about five talents and where that came from yeah. because we have talked about multifamily investing. We have talked about real estate investing on the show, but I don't know if we've ever kind of defined like how someone like you or how someone like me, and I don't mean that you like how you have able to do it, but I mean, someone who doesn't come from, you know, big institutional money or family, you know, you're, you had a corporate job for a while and now you're, you know, you're owner of a hundred million dollar portfolio. I mean, that's incredible, right? I mean, that's in some ways, I mean, just the opportunity there, but it's also so, um, and what I've learned, I mean, if I can do it, you know, I'm writing a book called the mission of multifamily, a missionary's journey towards financial freedom through apartment investing. So if I can do it right. And if you can do it, it's possible for others to do it. And so talk about this vehicle of syndication and why that's so powerful that can allow folks like you and I to really build a portfolio, you know, in the seven figures. Yeah. So let me, let me hit on the syndication part. And then let me hit on the belief part because I think there was two on the syndication side. It's very simple. Uh, you pull uh, many people's resources or other people's resources together uh, and we buy something bigger than we would have able, able to buy on our own. So on my own over 10 year trajectory, I started investing uh, in 08, the real estate investing, and I was able to buy eight properties. I was, not a rehabber or flipper. I primarily bought and held and we bought eight properties. That was good. I was happy. I, you know, when I look around my friends uh, and influencers and people in my life, I think I was the real estate guy that everybody would come and talk to. Hey, how do I buy another house? And I believe that I was in, in my circle. Well, then I, I realized my mind got opened quite, quite a bit uh, in terms of scale that I realized, oh, I've been trying to do this thing on my own. Well, me, me and my wife, right? but we've been trying to do it on our own. The moment we can leverage other people's time, other people's expertise, other people's knowledge and money, and we can pull it all together, we were able to go buy something bigger than, than we would have ever been able to buy on our own. And that power of teaming up, of pulling resources, of thinking as a bigger partnership team, that's a syndication. We just pull all of our resources together 
and then we go uh, buy a property that, uh, you know, it's five, 10, 20, 20 plus million dollars. And then you add them all up and they, they go pretty quick. So that, that's the syndication model, right? Uh, in, in a nutshell. But if I had to, uh, to answer your other question, it's about mindset. I read a commercial real estate investing book that I still had on my shelf and reread it often. It's the ABCs of real estate investing by Ken McElroy. It's a rich dad, poor dad, trusted advisor book, right? So my first book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The second real estate investing was the ABCs. And I picked up that book thinking, oh, they're going to show me how to buy my first single family house. This is what I need. And then I read the whole book and I'm like, my, my, my brain goes into these limiting beliefs that says, Abel, you're 26 years old when I read that book. You cannot buy a, a million dollar property, a $10 million property. There's no way you can do it. So go invest your $5,000 into a single family house. And that's what I did. That limiting belief was one that, that kept me and, you know, some of it's fear, some of it's unconscious uh, worry or doubt or whatever those mindsets that people have that say, I can't do this. And, you know, in the world, we know, man, there's all kinds of those pressures everywhere. But, you know, going back to 5TCRE, five talents, the, that's based on Matthew 25 and 14 through 30. So in the Bible, there's that parable of the five talents, which I'll paraphrase, but that limiting belief was something that I know that's not of God. He doesn't put fear or doubt in your head. In fact, it's the opposite. He says, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So that five talents is basically, man, that, that was for me a little bit of a jump to say, you know, you're, you're a child of the king, you know, mm. you can absolutely go do this. And I would say the same for any other, you know, anybody else that has that limiting belief and sorry, I'm getting a little emotional here. Right. But that, that limiting belief, if you have those and that's not of God. And so Matthew 25, 14 through 30 is that it's the parable of the five talents He's given you these resources. He's given you these opportunities. He's given you these, in that parable, it's a literal talent, which back then it was a, a monetary amount. Call it 10 grand is what the, 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 you know, the study, uh, I guess the research is whatever you want to say. They said, hey, talent $10,000 today equivalent. Master gave one servant uh, five talents, one, uh, two talents, one, he gave them one talent and he gave them all to their ability so the one with five, he's like, oh, that's 50 grand. The other guy has 20, the other guy has 10. Master leaves for some period of time. It doesn't really say, but he comes back. And he comes back and to take you know, account of, hey, I, uh, I gave you five talents. What'd you do with it? And in that account, the first servant says, hey, master, I took your five talents and I doubled it. Here's 10 talents. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. The guy with two, he says, ah, I took your two and I made it four. Well done, my good and faithful servant. The last one, he has that one talent and said, what would you do with it? And he goes, man, I knew you to be a master that, you know, earns a lot of money. That is, it's, you know, it, just really, really cautious and careful, you know, what you're doing with it. So I didn't want to lose it. I knew you were a hard man and I, I didn't want to get in trouble. So I buried it. I buried the money and here's 10 grand back. <laughs> and he goes, you wicked and lazy servant. So it wasn't a good thing that he just buried it. He said, you wicked and lazy servant. You could have at least given it to the money, <laughs> the money lender. He would have at least paid me interest on that money. But you know what? I'm going to take your 10,000 bucks, your one talent, and I'm going to give it to the guy with a 10. 
And so that parable for me was, was kind of that entry point, that confidence builder, that statement that said, you know what, we can absolutely go do this. In fact, he wants us to go do this. Mm. You need to be a good steward of what you have. And that's kind of five talents, commercial real estate, a little bit of my, <laughs> of the limited beast beliefs that we were able to overcome to that's go so do powerful. what we're doing today. I'm curious, man, because I think, uh, you know, I love that passage. How many times have we chatted about that passage in the mastermind, right? <laughs> like at least, at least three mm -hmm. or four times already is so good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think what I have seen, even experienced in my own life, I think part of the part of why we bury it in the sand or bury it in the dirt is a fear of losing what we already have, mm -hmm. right? Instead of the joy of what we could have or discover in really risking or sacrificing the one talent or the two talents or the five talents that we've been given, you had to leave some security, right? In order to really go and build this. What, what was that like? Take us back to that and even you know, how this passage and conversation with your wife, like how those things started to begin to take place and unfold for you to get on board and be able to make this step to, you know, yeah. go and essentially kind of pursue your dream. So uh, for me, for my story, for, and, and for anybody that's in <clears throat> sales can probably relate, especially the top performers, the top earners, people that really do well on the commission side, you're taxed the hardest. Uh, you know, 30, 35%, your commissions are taxed greater than your base. So when you really do well, your W-2 really suffers. And for years, I took pride in how much taxes I paid. I would say things like, um, the more you earn, the more you pay in taxes, and the bigger my tax bill is, man, the better I'm doing. I pay a ton in taxes. You should be, I would tell people, you should be happy that that bill was so big. And, and so that was my mindset. So I earned, I earned, I did well in sales. We had one of those 10 X runs was, uh, was a $5 million business, $5 million, $5 million a year in acquisitions, new business, new entities, new logos, new, new wins. And we took it and we 10 X it. We, we took five to 57 million. Now in that run uh, over, I think it was a, you know, four, five, six years, right, that we took it that, that high, my pay increased slightly, but it didn't 10x. Mm. <laughs> there, there, there was no 10x period. There was a 10%, a 15%, a 20% towards the end, but it was very evident that the harder you work, and this is in sales across the board, it was not just the company that I was at, the harder you work, the more you produce, the better commissions you earn, the more they're going to raise your quota and the less you're going to make for your time, effort, and energy to generate that amount of revenue. Now, I was super blessed to be a part of this. We had a 10-year run at the company. I started in 2006 and left in 2016. Uh, that, that run that I talk about was in the last few years. And that's the money that I took and was able to invest in my, in, in my single family properties for 10 years. So, that was really good. I was happy about that. However, what I realized is if I really wanted to create financial freedom, which is having enough uh, passive income coming in without me having to go work for, those, for that dollar, 
enough passive income to cover my monthly expenses, then I was never going to be financially free. I always had to be on that train. And as a leader, as an executive sales leader at an IT professional you know, hosting company, a billion dollar organization that we grew from 100, 100 million to a couple of billion, like I had to beat all my guys there or, you know, in the office. I had a team of 60, any one of those guys, if, if you're on social internet now uh, and you're seeing this podcast, you need to let everyone know. I would beat you to the office. I would work there every single day and, and I would leave usually after you were gone. And then I would, I would answer your emails and phone calls in the nights and weekends to try to make sure that everyone had success. I would have success, but there was no getting off of that momentum mm -hmm. and without, you know, uh, there was no way I was going to get off it and still pay my bills. And so I'm trying to create this lifestyle where I had five, seven, 10 grand of income so I could be financially free without working. That was single family. I had eight properties and I go, well, I'm going to need another 20, you know, at least 30 of these properties cash flowing at $300 a month, at least to get up to this 9k, you know, ish amount. And it took me 10 years to buy eight of them. How in the world am I going to go get 20 more? And so that path led me to uh, paying for education. Uh, my, uh, my first time that I, I dropped you know, 20 grand, you know, uh, 20 grand chunk into some real estate education. And it was super scary for me. Uh, me and my wife were talking about it. And some of the mindset, you know, we, we were on this journey to say, how do we do that? We've got to, we've got to figure out how, because other people are doing it today. And they obviously know more than we do because they are doing 20 transactions in a year, 50, a hundred, they're buying commercial real estate. So let's go figure this out. And, you know, we, we paid for education and traveled to about 13 or 14 cities uh, over a year while she was pregnant. Uh, and, you know, we made a conscious effort and decision that that's the risk that we were going to take. Mm. And once we did that, I didn't quit my job. I'm still working the whole way through. You know, it's really only been like five months, six months since I've stopped working and I'm still working every day. It's just not for the, for the right. corporate W2 employer. But, um, you know, in that mindset, there's that fear that, that, will start to get you. And the fear, the doubt, the worry, the concern, I'm leaving this amazing W-2, high paid income job. And, and I say the, the salesman's issues. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm living well, I'm in a nice house, I have nice cars, I have nice things. So the job was really freaking good. And the career that I made, I could go to different companies, which I did, a couple different companies, I made the most that I'd ever made. Uh, up to the last two to three years that I, that I left. And, you know, we, we look at that and say, if you don't change something now, you're going to be a sales guy for the next 10 years. Mm. And hopefully we've saved up enough money that, you know, maybe you'll be, I'm 40 today, maybe you'll be 50 and then you can slow down like 55. And then, and then I'm like, shoot, I'm going to work till I'm 60 and I'm, I'm making you know, a couple hundred K or more. And so, you know, that's the hey, well, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I see this a lot. I'm curious because you were in this position. How's this guy feeling this is going to hit some folks today? I have seen kingdom, like men and women have kingdom vision and kingdom dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's really evident that there's a desire for them to go pursue that, but the, 
and they're doing really well making six figures and their excuse or reason for not pursuing that dream is, and I'm worried I won't be able to provide for my family if I go pursue this or whatever. I'm curious to hear from your perspective. What I, what I hear in that is I'm unwilling to, to, to not live at the level of comfort that I currently have, right. Mm -hmm. In order to go pursue the thing that God is calling me. How did you overcome that? Because you know what I'm saying? Like most of those people I talk to are so far from being homeless, right? Like they're 30 (laughs) actions from away from being homeless. Like it would take so much for them to really be uncomfortable, but it's actually more of, I don't know if I'm willing to be less comfortable in the way that I'm living right now. How did you overcome that? You know, I've, um, I've heard someone else actually on your podcast say this. I, I think it was Ryan Smith, but I may be wrong. Uh, forgive me if, if it's someone else, I'll give credit to the wrong person, but the way he said it was like, so crystallized in my mind that said, well, are you a believer? Yes. Check yes. You believe in God? Yes. You believe in Jesus Christ? Yes. He came back. He died. He rose from, from the dead for our sins. So we've already have the victory long term, right? And that's a guaranteed if you're a believer. And if you're not, you know, please reach out to me too. I'd love to talk with you on that as well. But if you already have that and the end run is already set out, victory, success, the ultimate end package for our eternity is is seated in majesty, right? It's there. So everything from here to there, it, it's like, it, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Um, and part of it is that pride. I'm com- comfortable. My wife is comfortable. She's been able to stay home with the kids. I have a two and a half and a one-year-old and I want her to stay there. And that lifestyle that maybe my parents provided me and I want to provide them I'm all of a sudden risking it. And what would people think about me if I lost it? And what would people think about me if I left this job and made the worst decision during this pandemic? And, you know, oh, he he was up here, he was riding high, but he made these decisions and now he's on the bottom. And that pride, that sense of, you know, whatever that is, roll it all up together. You know, that's not of God either. He's like, hey, you're a conqueror. You're more than conquerors. If you're why are you worried about this timeline of life? And it's, it's valuable, but yeah. it's very short comparatively to the eternal, yeah. eternal timeline. Man, if that's already go, you know, if that's already set, then you've already won. No matter what you do from now till then, as long as you're on my path and keep my kingdom first, yeah. then I'm going to give you this and all those other things. And so I struggle with the, the mindset that you have. Like I struggle with that every single day still. Yeah, you know what I see. (laughs) You know what I see over and over. And uh, man, we—I just love this conversation. I think, as a kingdom capitalist, our community, those who listen to this, in building wealth, I think so many people worry. And we we talk about this a lot. Is oh, if I make too much money, like that's gonna overcome me. I'm going to become greedy. I actually think the biggest barrier, man, for the kingdom advancing as a kingdom capitalist in your life is not that you become greedy with your wealth, is that you become too comfortable and you're no longer, you no longer allow yourself to take risk. That's what I see plaguing our community more than greed is comfort. And maybe you could say it's, they're one in the same conversation, right? But I I would say no, no, they're not because I think 
our community is very generous and I see people doing incredible things with their wealth, but it's the, there's more potential in you, right? There's more you could do with those five talents that is untapped, but you have to be willing to be uncomfortable or to, or to go past, you know, even come below that level of comfort you're at in order to experience more that is plaguing. Right. And I see that over and over. So anyways, man, I just think that's so we're talking about, and maybe that's hitting somebody today and you're thinking, dang, that's where I'm at. Right. I've had this vision. I've had this dream. I've had this goal, but yet I'm handcuffed by this level or lifestyle that I've created for myself. And you know, like there's something beyond where you are now that you could go accomplish, but it may take And it. If you, the verse I'm thinking of is anyone who would save his life for my, you know, anyone who would save his life will lose, but anyone who loses his life for my sake will save it. Right. Like that is, there's a principle there um, that I think Jesus is trying to help us understand. So anyways, man, this, I, this is I good see, stuff. I love it. I you know, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see the same, uh, the mindset. So I'm, I serve at my church. I'm a deacon and I serve on the finance board and you know, the, the perspectives, depending on where you are on that spectrum of, I have a lot of money or I don't have any money, but I have a lot of time. Uh, the, even the opposite is true. When I have a lot of time and no money, I'm still worried about risking my time and energy and effort because, you know, I, I, I see the tithe numbers. I see the percentage of people at church that tithe. And even that's a, that's a big barrier hurdle because no matter, you know, even if I don't have millions or I'm not very wealthy, but the Lord doesn't ask for a million bucks in tithe. He says 10% of whatever you earn, right. Or that, you know, that, that number. So why doesn't everyone do that? Even if they make a thousand bucks or 10,000 bucks a year or 50 grand, it's so hard for some people to give away five and in the kingdom, the amazing part is, and I think that paradigm that you have to unlock also is, man, God would love you to be wealthy. Uh, if you are keeping his kingdom first, it's already his. He already owns it all. If he knows you're going to be a conduit for that wealth to go bless other people with and to go do more for other people, man, he's going to use you more than you possibly know. If you know that we know that old parable or the old uh, scripture that says, Hey, test me in this and see, uh, watch me in this, in this principle, watch me fill up your storehouse and your cup overflowing. And sometimes it's like super hard for me to say, you know what, let me test you and give away 10% or 20% yeah. more and above and beyond. And, well, I think and that parable is so sobering because the wicked and lazy servant was one who didn't take, who didn't try and go didn't invest and multiply. Yeah, what he's been given. And then also think it's hopeful that if God wanted to give more or if the manager wanted to give more, he could have. Mm -hmm. And um, so look, man, we, we only got a, a little bit more time here, but I want to talk about this idea of passive investing. Uh, probably not a subject we've talked specifically about and why you're passionate about helping people achieve financial freedom through passive investing. Now we've talked about the active side and, and what you've built by becoming a GP on deals and helping raise capital helping find projects is how you've, you know, you started to build that side of the business, but from a passive investing side, let's talk about that and why someone might consider if you don't want to become a real estate entrepreneur, but you still want to, you know, pursue this idea of financial freedom through real estate investing, why passive investing might be a good idea. Sure. Um, and 
just to make sure that I, I, I get this out there on my website, you should find an education page, 5tcre.com. I'm sure, you know, Ellis, you'll have the links or whatever. On, on that, I'll have a, a guide to passive investing. Uh, so you can download that and, and, you know, dive into the subject a little bit more. And essentially the reason why, you know, why and how, um, the passive investing side for somebody that's making a good, you know, living today, you know, you're making 40, 50, 60 grand, you're making a hundred, a million, or you're a high net worth earner. If you have some potential to invest your money and you realize that many, many multimillionaires have made those millions through real estate. Uh, when you observe that you may have, already made a decision that I'm going to invest in real estate, but you don't know how. And uh, the most of the time, most of the investors that I, that I talk to and that I help on a daily basis, they're, they're basically asking me a few things over and over again. And those investors come to me and they say, how can I invest in real estate safely? Uh, I don't have the knowledge or, or maybe I do in single family, but I don't know how to convert it over to multifamily. They ask me, how do I know that, that uh, my money is safe and how do I know that it's going to you know, increase over time? How do you actually project that? And then the last thing that we inform them more than they ask is the fact that they have very good uh, multifamily, commercial real estate specifically. When you, when you apply the incentives that the government gives us as small businesses to accelerate our depreciation, that reduces taxable income on the W-2 side, which then gives investors more money to then reinvest. And that's that virtuous cycle that you don't get in stock, you don't get in bonds, or you don't get in, you know, startup companies. It's, it's a, you know, it's very, <laughs> it's a blessed uh, investment. And primarily when you look at the government, you know, the reason they give us these incentives in commercial real estate is they realize they need workforce, uh, median income, middle income, just you know, average American uh, housing, clean, comfortable, safe. We're not talking about luxury. We're not talking about you know, super impoverished area. Just you know, the masses, they need some place to live and the government cannot provide enough housing for everybody. So the supply of housing is not meeting demand and the government provides their incentive and we as small business owners take advantage of that. So a passive investor that's hearing all this is like, man, that sounds good. I want a stable uh, investment. I want a secure investment that I know is going to grow uh, consistently over time that I can, with certain degree of certainty, like I know how much it's going to increase because that's our business model and that's the projection. And then they want tax uh, benefits. They want to reduce their taxable income. They just don't know how to do it. They've never taken education. They didn't spend the time. Maybe they've watched a few podcasts, but they're not sure how to actually do it. And that's that passive investor that has a position. Um, normally, most of the investments are like 50 grand, $50,000 minimum. There might be a couple deals that have a 25, uh, but most of them are a little higher. And, if, and, and they also believe, man, I've got to have cash to do that. I invested two, in two deals and my wife in a third uh, I didn't have any cash to invest at that time. I was a real estate investor. So all my cash was in a single family property at that time. And we invested with our 
401k, we moved it to a self-directed IRA, and we put that into the multifamily investment. And, you know, we were invested in 400 doors passively before we made any moves as a general partner. And most investors don't know that. So they're asking those questions, and then we inform them how they can do that. And the the benefits to them is just, you know, it's amazing, especially uh, if they, they make a good income. They don't have to leverage their time. They don't have to manage anything. They, the, the, your, your due diligence is three things as a passive investor. Your due diligence is in the team that you're investing with. Do you like them? Know them? Trust them? You got a good track record? Cool. The second one is the market. Do you agree that the market has more population growth and a diverse job uh, and a diverse industry with jobs that the market's going to grow? And then the lastly, do you like the deal? The deal makes sense. I like the apartment complex. The plan makes sense. And if you do the due diligence on those three things, you know, then you're looking at a, a PPM, a private placement memorandum. It takes about 45 minutes an hour to go through. And, you know, you wire some money and that's where your effort stops. Uh, and that passive investing allows, your, you know, a, a good W-2 earner, a professional, somebody in a career to spend their time and focus and energy where they've invested the last 10 to 15 years of their life to finally accrue, go make more money there and then invest for passive income. Because I'm a general partner today, but my real goal is like become a hundred percent passive investor. I just I'm trying to figure out how to go do that as many times as possible and invest passively. Let let's get passive on. You know, let somebody it. else do all the hard work. Um, real quick, throw out that link because I want to wrap that section up. But where can people yep. go? I know you have a great guide on passive investing um, yep. for you and your business. You know, as folks are hearing this, what is that link? One more time, Abel. It's so my website five T cre.com and just go to my website i believe it's on my uh, forward slash education 5tcre.com forward slash education and there's a uh, passive uh, guide to investing you know your road to uh, increase financial freedom so uh, cool. it's it'll be on there and uh, look forward to uh, and anybody has a com you know question how to do it how i got started uh, there's a few other podcasts that are on my website there, interviews, so you can spend some time there. But I love to meet and help others. Uh, it's part of my mission. It's part of my servants, you know, hood. I, I, a lot of people have helped me uh, throughout the years, and I love giving back. Yeah, which is why I love doing business with you, man. That's awesome. Um, hey, well, why we got a few more minutes? I want to get on a record. Um, you know, if people have been listening to the show for a while. They know we got a mastermind. They know mm -hmm. we have a, a community that really is serving faith-driven investors. Um, I mean, I just would love to hear your, your take on the difference of being in a community that not only prioritizes excellence and growth in business, but also a real commitment and devotion to Christ and, mm -hmm. and you know, even a community that, that is valuing that together. Just how that's impacted you this year, man. And, I, you know, it's not to, hey, brag on KC, but I, I just the people, I want to challenge people to think if, if Kingdom Capitals is not the mastermind for you, are you in a community that's helping you push past even what we talked about, man, right? This level of comfort, just how that's impacted you over these past heck eight months now, man, that we've been together. Yep. Um, so I tell people all the time that, uh, that when they ask, how did you do that? Uh, how did you acquire so many like commercial real estate? How did you do this? And for the most part, uh, it's education it is coaching and mentorship, and then it's taking action. 
Uh, and you, you mentioned writing a book. I, I just started uh, writing a book as well a couple of months ago. Uh, so it probably won't be ready for like a year. It's going to take you forever. I know it. Uh, however, that mindset and principle was one that I said, I don't, I don't know how to do this. In the professional world, you can, you can go, you know, talk to high performers in your job. Most of the time, they're willing and able to help. You're an employee. You're on the same team. Everybody's trying to win. And I found a lot of success asking the top performers in the commercial real estate side. Uh, I've, I've had some success doing the same, but I realized now that I'm in it, the cycles that I can invest freely into someone else is so valuable. If I'm, if I'm in the middle of a, an acquisition on a commercial real estate project, we're trying to get this, you know, $10 million deal off the ground. My hour at that moment may be like a $10,000 an hour cycle and somebody's asking me for help. It's kind of hard for me to, you know, spend an hour with someone that's trying to learn how to get started. So you're, you're trading that it's a trade-off, right? And as I was trying to get information, I had some people that helped, but I realized uh, they kept their time was limited and I don't want to be a burden on them. So I paid for education, coaching, mentorship, and that's, what's really, you know, increased my trajectory or my success because I'm learning from other people who are already doing that. So when I uh, also heard the next one was mastermind and I know the value of a mastermind because I, I I'm in a personal mastermind where a few of our, our buddies talk on a every you know, two week basis and we're putting our knowledge together and kind of feeding off each other. When I heard, Oh, there's a Christian, uh, entrepreneur uh, mastermind. And a lot of those guys are focused on commercial real estate. For me, it was like a no brainer because uh, I wanted to learn and grow. I wanted to learn for other people that are willing to provide their time, effort and energy to sew back into a group because they also know that other people have their knowledge and expertise. that are also going to uh, uh, share back into the group. We all push each other up, you know, the, the, the rising tide, uh, you know, all, all boats are lifted with the rising tide. And so that mindset was one that I go, man, this, this is where I have to join. And, and I have met a couple partners and we're going to go do a couple more deals. And, you know, you, you, you spend a little bit on it and, you know, it's a, it's a good investment, but it's an investment in yourself yeah. and your, and further your career. And then I, you know, it's, I talked to the real boss, my, my real boss is, you know, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, uh, she's the real boss. And uh, when I go, Hey babe. And she goes, Oh, another education platform. She already knew like you're going to sign up somewhere else. Cause I had done <laughs> about four to five programs uh, in about a, you know, 18 month period. And she goes, another one. I go, this one's different. She goes, yeah, yeah. That's what she told me last time. And I said, well, this one's a Christian based uh, group and the mastermind is called kingdom capitalist. And we, we heard some podcasts uh, on the, in the car and she was listening to it and she goes, I, th I think this is a really good group for you to join. You should, you know, if you want to go do that, you should go do this. Mm. And uh, sure enough, you know, it's helped my focus and on God It's keep uh, the kingdom first. So no matter what I have going on real estate, every couple of weeks and every week we're getting, we're getting fed into, I'm getting prayer, I'm getting uh, worship, uh, you know, time, uh, you know, with, with a peer group and then learning from other people that are 
you know, multi, multi millionaires more again, stretching my brain. What's possible. Oh yeah. We did a hundred million. Well, we do a hundred million fund and we're on number seven of them. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. But to hear those individuals that are Christian also that yeah. love the Lord and then they're sharing their paradigm, man, that's yeah. to me, that's priceless. So nice. listen, guys, if I can, if, if this communicate, if you're hearing this and you're interested you know, we won't speak anymore, but I, I, we have an entire site dedicated to helping you um, learn more about our community. We'd love to see if it's a good fit. OneConnectionAway.com. The reason it's called that is because we just believe you're one connection away from really changing your life, accomplishing any goal. Um, and we have found that to be true inside of our mastermind and what's happening. So um, if you're in the real estate industry and you're looking for a community of, of devoted followers of Christ, or at least those who want to be more devoted, check it out, oneconnectionaway.com. Abel, man, let me give your link one more time, 5tcre.com, which is yep. where they can go download that checklist. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you one last question, man. Uh, and I like to ask this a lot. I think this would be a good one for you. As a kingdom capitalist right now, you know, we've talked a lot about just things you've overcome, but maybe a current struggle something right now where you're really wrestling with as a king, as it relates to kingdom cap, you know, being a kingdom capitalist that you'd be willing to share. Sure. Uh, there's a few more than a few. I'm trying to think of uh, maybe a good one to share. I, I you know, just having uh, the struggle of knowing that I have to go figure out a way for uh, me to replace my W2 income, me to replace, get onto this financial freedom train, me to invest uh, in the future and keep doing so. And knowing that on this side, uh, my bills, my liabilities, the things that I have to pay for, those things are always in struggle. I want to go do as many things as possible. You got a limited amount of resources. I mean, that for me, right? That limited amount of resources as a personal individual is one that I always struggle with because we serve a Lord that has no boundaries on, you know, li- or limits on resources. He already owns it all. So I sometimes struggle with, man, how I want to go do this deal. How am I going to have X amount of money to go invest in the next one? I see it's valuable, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to do that and take care of so that, that struggle is something that I'm always, I'm always fighting with, uh, you know, and I, th- this isn't just a, a commercial real estate thing. This is since 2008, since I bought my first property. Right. Yeah. Um, and that is a, you know, as a daily reminder that, you know, the Lord's going to give us our daily, daily bread. And, you know, it's really, he, he, he clothes, uh, the lilies and the flowers and majesty and he gives the birds, you know, they don't re they don't reap or sow and he takes care of them. And it's mm. how much greater are you than they are? Um, that, that struggle is a constant, but it's a constant reminder. And to myself that, and the, the Lord doesn't need <laughs> anything from like a dollar standpoint. In fact, if I'm with him and I keep his kingdom first, I can literally list, you know, one of those old school Ben Franklin pros and cons lists, right? Hey, if I list all the things that I need on this side, oh, I need to take care of my mortgage payment, my house payment, my bills, my uh, health. I need to make sure my wife is okay. My kids are okay. 
And this list is never ending, right? It can go on as long as you want. And on this side, well, what is, what does God need from you? And then there's like, help him, you know, grow his kingdom. And if you take care of this one thing on this side, that Ben Franklin list, all of a sudden he's like, Oh, Abel, you want to take care of me and my kingdom first? Ugh, I've been waiting for you. I, I haven't I haven't seen you do this in like three months. It's been six months. It's been a year. I'm 40, right? There's been those long periods. And he's like, oh, I'm just waiting for you to come back. Come, come back with me now that I know you have my kingdom taken care of. My one requirement or list on this side, I'm going to take care of all of your other list on this side. And all my Ben Franklin list of needs, all of a sudden God's like, I got you. Here's a deal. Here's an investor. Here's the next opportunity. Here's the next way. You didn't see this check coming in. I saw that thing coming in a mile away. Boom. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's that thank, grace over grind. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and then it talked about always show. done that. He's so always done that for me. So uh, that's, that's the reminder. And then uh, if I can share one more thing, I, I think, uh, man, the struggle with church right now is just like, let's say on a personal level. So I serve as a deacon at uh, greater joy church in San Antonio. So if you ever, uh, you know, or now that we're virtual, it, you know, the struggle is like, well, we're not going to church anymore and there's no more Bible study and we're not, you know, sowing into the kingdom physically there. We used to do meals uh, before Sunday and before Bible study. And, um, you know, I've been serving this church for, I don't know, 10 years. Right. And now it's, there's, there's not a physical Sunday. There's not a physical Bible study. And my kids are, you know, the first time I've had a two and a half year old and a one year old this is our first little ones. And, you know, I'm struggling to, to, to make sure we like log in on a virtual service Sundays and, you know, missing the Bible studies because that's baby's time when they should be eating and putting them to bed. And, you know, so, so part of that is like, uh, for anybody that's, that's struggling with that right now with the pandemic, COVID, you can't meet, you can't hug. Um, man, that, that's a struggle that I, that I have now. I, I log in every Sunday, I'm doing my thing. And, and uh, some of the Bible says I, I go back and uh, listen to them. It's virtual internet, but man, that, that's so important right now. Wherever you're at, um, if you can't go to your church and that's like a normal place for you to sow, spend your time, got to find some way to, uh, to get plugged in, phone calls, virtually, um, sharing, giving back. So don't miss that during this pandemic. You know, try to figure out a way to connect with other believers and share your struggles, share your sins, have them pray for you, vice versa. And that's, uh, you know, that's something that I'm, that I'm working on, like literally right now at the quarantine. Awesome word, man. Listen, everybody, I'm so glad you joined us this week. Be sure to screenshot this episode. Abel and I are crushing LinkedIn right now. We're putting out content like crazy. We'd love to interact with you on the LinkedIn. Make sure you screenshot this. Go share that. Tag us. Let's start a conversation. Just even things you've learned. We'd love to hear um, your biggest takeaway. What did, you, what did you take away from this? We'd love to know what you're really learning from this show. Uh, grateful for your time. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. 
And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.